Let's all join together and pray. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, for you are our rock, you are our redeemer. Amen. All right, so this week I have a four-word sermon. A four-word sermon from a polarizing song that you either love it or you hate it. Are you ready? Here's the four-word sermon. Don't worry. Be happy. Amen. Just kidding. No, you're not going to get away with that on an hour where you, or on a week where you got an extra hour of sleep today. Uh-uh. Because, let's be honest, four words can't really do anything about the complicated mess of worry in our lives. Because how can you do anything other than worry when you watch the news or you scroll on a news feed and you see images of the devastation of war? How can you not get anxious and worry when you and I are on social media and social media now is built and structured to make you look at more about what is going to get you anxious and worried and worked up. I mean, it feeds you polarizing stuff to get your emotions worked up. Worry in our lives can come from relationship issues, social interactions we have to make that we don't really want to make, the never-ending pile of bills that the number seems to be going higher and higher month by month. Can you and I in this messy world that is absolutely full of reasons to worry, can we be here without worry? You can. You heard it in the kids, right? You saw it in their faces as we talked about worry, and they tried to understand what worry was. At some age, they are going to understand our world better, and they are probably going to start to feel it too. But before they hit that point, whatever that is, they don't even know what worry is. All they know is that people are going to work to give them what they need. Their idea is about things that don't matter. So at least for a few years of life, as we're kids, doesn't it look like they can just live freely? So does a worry-free life come from learning from them, kids? A lot of times when Jesus is trying to help us understand things better, he points to the kids and he says, be like them. Do what they do. Well, today, Jesus takes it a step further than just little kids. This is what Jesus talks about today. I tell you, don't worry about your life, what you eat, or about your body, what you're going to wear. Life is more than food. The body is more than clothes. Consider the ravens. They don't sow or reap. They have no storeroom or barn. And yet God feeds them. And how much more valuable you are than birds. So don't just look at kids. No, make it simpler. Look at the birds. And especially here we're talking about raven birds, ravens who are scavenger birds that just pick up whatever they find. They don't have giant storehouses. 
They don't have pantries or fridges that keep food for weeks or months or years. They live day to day, moment to moment kind of food lives, and God feeds them. They don't worry. Life is simple. Jesus goes further for us. It's not just animals that you can learn from. Look at the flowers that grow without anybody watering them and planting them and making sure they're taken care of. No, like the wildflower weeds that pop up in your grass that you want to try to get rid of and you spray to get rid of. Look at those things. Look at the colors and the details and the intricate beauty that God designed in those things. And compare that even to the clothes that you and I wear. What are you going to find? Those flowers are better. Consider how the wildflowers grow. They don't labor or spin, yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow gets thrown into the fire, how much more will he clothe you, you of little faith? And then Jesus, the last thing that he points us back to once again, might be the biggest focus, I think, for us in our culture today. Does food dominate your life? Are good meals what matters most? From meal planning to time at the grocery store to prep time, food is just a lot of what we do in a lot of our life. And Jesus says, do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink. Do not worry about it. For the pagan world runs after all such things. And your father knows that you need them. So all of it, birds, flowers, food, all of it, easy stuff to hear. Really challenging stuff to put into practice, though. Because it's not just food and clothes and a place to sleep. It can feel like everything is something that we need to worry about. What's going to happen if the wars spread further and people that we know and love have to start getting involved with these things? What happens if we can't pay the bills and the number is too high and now the balance doesn't even like come out anymore? What happens if our loved one dies? The one that we don't want to live life without. What happens if our relationship doesn't turn around and go in the right direction? What happens if we can't get the grades that we want so we can get into the next stage of life that we want? What happens if... And instead of enjoying life like God kind of calls us to enjoy life, life-sucking worry just starts to dominate. And how can you not worry when we've got life like we've got? Jesus simplifies things for us. He says, Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your life? Since you can't do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? I mean, the obvious answer is, you can't add time by worrying. If anything, worry is going to cut more time off of your life. So if worry can't do what is simple and little for Jesus to do, 
we shouldn't think it's really going to help us with anything else. We got to try to get rid of worry. So we get into thinking that maybe having fill in the blank here would stop the worry and get rid of it then, right? Like enough medical advances, enough protection and safety, enough money to make sure that you can buy food and the best food whenever you want food, enough people who are going to love and support you and be there for you. If only we would have, then we could get worry to go away. It's a strategy. But I think there's a, a specific group of people that help us understand how this strategy works. Whoever says that money can't buy happiness, I don't think are the people who have won the Mega Millions lottery lately. Because let's be honest, money can do a lot, right? You can get the best doctor, the most specialized doctor for whatever sickness and disease that you have. You can go, you can be there, you can have them, and that doctor is going to be better than all the rest. You can hire a team of former service members that follow you around everywhere, that plan the safest routes for you and your car, and you can have a motorcade of those things. You can buy that. No more bargain bin deals for you anymore. No, 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 no. Now only the best clothes, the best food to keep you healthy comfortable and stylish and I'm pretty sure if you would have a billion dollars you could probably buy some friends to be around you to love you and to support you and to encourage you I think you could do all of that with money so where do the people who win the lottery and get the millions and billions where do they end up broke dead or at least much more unhappy with life than they were before the money what happened? They teach us something about money and possessions and people. That if only we had whatever we fill in the blank with, if only we had that thing, that cannot stop the bad things from happening. And that as much as we have, that's not going to get rid of the worry. There's only one permanent solution to worry. And I got good news. You don't have to pay for it. It's yours for free. Jesus says, seek first his kingdom. And these things will be given to you as well. Do not be afraid, little flock. For your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Worry only goes away when you know you have a good shepherd who is watching over you and taking care of you like a shepherd does for sheep like a dad does for their kids. Worry goes away when you know that you already have everything that you need. Worry goes away when you hear these words from Jesus. He says, I tell you. Did you hear it a couple times? I tell you. I tell you. I'm the one who's speaking to you. We got to remember in all of this, who's the one talking to us? Jesus. He's the one who at this point in his life, he's on his way directly going to the cross. And he's not going there for himself, but for people who are burdened with worry and issues. His plan is to take all of those worries and issues and put it on himself and then 
let it die on the cross with him as he dies on the cross. The one who's telling us not to worry is the one whose life goal was simply to save us and forgive us and love us. It's Jesus who tells us not to worry and his words when he says it are good enough to get rid of it. So let's go back and look at these things from a Jesus-speaking perspective. Jesus tells you, you'll have enough food because you are worth more than birds. Jesus tells you that as beautiful as those little flowers are, God gives you more. Jesus tells you that your Father in heaven knows absolutely everything that you need at every moment, and Jesus tells you that your Father has already, right now, given you the kingdom because you're forgiven in him. Not earthly money or power or influence, but a perfect place in heaven, forgiven in him. Worry can't help you with any of these things. And now God promises he will. So what do you and I do, knowing Jesus has given us these things, knowing Jesus is the one who tells us these things? What's the opposite of worry? Trust. And what do we do? We hold tightly on to the one who can help. He makes sure the food goes where it needs to go. For the birds, for the fish, for every animal and every person, he's the one who provides. He's the one who sets up our world with just beautiful things built into our lives. With the time change now, you can get up earlier before the sun rises and just do it. Sit and slowly watch as the sun comes up and watch the beautiful sky change colors. Stay up late at night and count the stars. Go drive north and see the colors that are changing in the leaves right now. The one who has put all of this together, he says he's going to do more for you and me. And for you and me, the best is yet to come because God promises a perfect place, a place without worry because there are no sadness or pains or conflicts or anything that makes it tough here and now. All those things are gone. Heaven is our future home and God promises it through Jesus, the one who has done all of these things for us and so much more, we hold tightly onto his promises so that we don't have to worry because we trust. I think a really good filter to think through whether or not songs or sayings or advice is worthwhile in life is to see how well that kind of gets applied throughout history. Like, Jesus' words here. Do you know what his time was like? Think through the geopolitical mess of the Roman rulers and the divided sides within his country. Do you remember their social systems where, like, different levels of people couldn't mix and awkward situations were, like, the worst thing you could do? People who lived at his time were absolutely, some of them, unsure of where the next meal was going to come from. They begged for help. That was the only way that they were going to get to live. It was going to be a challenge to find food and clean things to drink. 
And what does Jesus say to them? Don't worry. God's got it. And then you think about today. The geopolitical mess that is. The social systems and the fear to interact. The lack of food and shelter for people who need it. And how the words of Jesus fit perfectly today and every day of our lives too. It's why we won't worry. Because worry won't help. But God promises in Jesus, the one who forgives us, he promises he will. Amen.